appreciate your time. Shamed Unafraid, a show unashamed about sexual addiction recovery and unafraid of coming into Christ for healing. Where we talk about real recovery stories, answer anonymous questions with experts, and share resources that actually work. I'm your host, Steve. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And we are Unashamed Unafraid. Chris Bennett, the Hulk of Hope. Yep, that was awesome. Indeed it was. So we attempt to be unashamed. Yes. It's kind of a big deal for us. With this kind of a little bit of part of the name. Part of what we're doing. Um, but in order to be unashamed, that means that you have shame and you're trying to kind of heal and sort from that. Right. So um, how much shame do you have, Chris, that we're on year four and have never done an episode about disclosure? A bunch. A ton. <laughs> so we talk about it like it comes up in every story we share. Every episode, like this is as much as we talk about shame. And we did that post with Dr. Moore. We get like, anonymous questions about disclosure. <sighs> disclosure all the time. So to I, just the whole world, I feel like we just owe you an apology for not Sorry. having done a disclosure, <laughs> disclosure post. Uh, so we got ourselves a banger. Oh, this guy was awesome. Jeff Stewart, amazing. Jeff Stewart, uh, life star down in St. George, Utah. Um, and I I think Jeff could like be like the most um, like big city, big time giant therapist, but he stays in St. George, gets the sunshine, does a bunch of cool remote stuff. Um, so he has some great online programs. Um, we'll link his websites in the description here and that. So you can go to jeffstewart.com, um, his love is Mar- marriage website. And so he's got an online course there for building safety and trust. He's like, he's doing so many things. So right. just when you're like, Oh, this guy who just lives in St. George, Utah, was he a semi-retired therapist? Like, no, this dude is a heavy hitter. Legit. And that there's no doubt in my mind why he's had the success that he's had because he's good at what he does. Oh, absolutely. And this is a topic that is like so crucial to recovery just, and he's so well-versed. Um, so, you know, Chris and I in this episode talk about how to not do disclosure. We are examples of not how to do disclosure. So don't do it like us. Um, you should do it like Stuart. And also the bonus content, um, we had some super cool stuff about how to talk to kids. Um, what else? We asked him what his favorite daily was uh, doing that. He talks about his wife um, and and her sister have started a podcast um, about women and, and kind of it's called Their Seat at the Table, that conversation. So talk about um, how to disclose and when and who to disclose to, how, when, why. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. How to share that story. So bonus content's awesome. But Chris, how do I get the bonus content? You become an outsider by subscribing and donating. So not just subscribing to our podcast, but subscribing as, as an outsider and donating to, uh, we are now a nonprofit. And so that just is amazing for us to be able to provide scholarships for, for those so many people that don't have an opportunity. And so jump online, go to unashamedunafraid.com slash donate. And that's how you do it. And you can donate whatever, right? It doesn't, I mean, whatever amount you can donate to help others in recovery counts. So if all you've got is a dollar, donate a dollar. Be an outsider with us. If all you got is $500, donate 500 bucks. 
Yep, it works. We're okay so, with it. Yeah, and so all of our scholars, other people. And so you can go uh, to our our scholarship page. Um, we've been a little bit slow with kind of the COVID stuff rolling out, but we'll have the scholarship page up. Um, we invite you to follow us on social media. Connect with us there at Unashamed Unafraid Instagram and Facebook. Submit anonymous questions if you have them. Give us five stars on iTunes. You're done hearing me talk. Let's get in the studio with the Jeff Stewart. So here we are, uh, getting in the studio with the Jeff Stewart. The, the, this is the real deal, people. This is not pre-recorded. And here we are in Salt Lake. Uh, it's me and and Chris and and Jason. And we're talking about all the struggles with uh, COVID right now. That's you know what we're all going through. And then Jeff gets on here. He's in St. George. The sun's shining. Looks like he's got a new haircut. You can't get a haircut up here in Salt Lake. He's just looking like this whole thing's no big deal. Like he's ready to go. Yeah, it's true. I did go get a haircut. Uh, my barber uh, told me that uh, he wasn't worried about it. And I just was like looking so shaggy. I thought, I'm going to take the risk. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> Sometimes it's worth it. You got to do what you got to do. Okay, self-care. Uh, self-care. It was bad. Yep. Um, <laughs> So, although we try to always be unashamed, um, and and uh, Jeff, you know this, we are ashamed that we have not done an actual post with an expert on disclosure and how to do disclosure. And it comes up all the time when we share right couple stories and in our anonymous Q and A's. And I just every time, just this shame comes up in me. Like, you get why have we not done one on disclosure? But we're here. With the yeah, expert disclosure, it's happening. So tell us, for people who don't know you, Jeff, p- put yourself into context. Well, um, so I'm a marriage and family therapist, and um, I've I've been a part of the Lifestar Network, in fact, since 2006. And I've written a lot of their work, co-written a lot of their workbooks with uh, Todd Olson, Dan Gray, those guys, and Jeff Ford. And a bunch of others. And uh, Jeff Ford and I actually uh, wrote and produced the uh, disclosure workbooks for Lifestar, both for the the uh, the addict and the partner. And um, and then I've just done a bunch of other stuff. I've recorded stuff with Kevin Skinner, audio series. I've built a trust building course. Um, wrote a book with Mark Chamberlain, Love You Hate the Porn. So I've just written and and studied a lot about how to help couples navigate recovery. And this disclosure piece, you're right. I mean, it comes up. It is on people's mind. It is is one of the biggest recovery hurdles. And there probably isn't a day that goes by in my practice for the last, I don't know how many years, that people aren't talking about this. We're not dealing with it in some form or another. It's everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's kind of, and there's several different sides of it. So we, you know, we kind of want to talk to that, but I guess let's, let's clear the air first and just tell us in your years of practice, um, how to not do disclosure. I mean, Chris and I are perfect, uh, personal examples. We can tell you two stories of how to not do disclosure the way Chris did it and the way I did it. Um, but, uh, tell us like, tell us all that here's the quick, you know, do not do it this way. Disclaimer. Yeah, excellent. I, you know, it's funny. Like this weekend, I had a guy text me and just say, "Hey, do you think it'd be a bad idea if my wife and I just did our disclosure real quick over the weekend?" Right? Do not do that. Right? You get anxious. You get you get you know. There's pressure from the wife. She's you know. It's three o'clock in the morning. You feel like you want to be a good husband. It's like this is my moment to show her I'm in recovery, and it's not your moment to show your recovery. You'll do more damage. 
trying to wing this and and figure out um, you know how to make this a good experience for her. So so yeah, the the impulsive disclosure is terrible. The drive by, which is a lot of guys will just. Um, oh, hey, by the way, you know, sometimes guys will wait till like they can't talk about it. So it's like on the way to church or um, when she's leaving for town or you know, something like that. And it's just, it's a bad time. So then there's just the, the total like guilt dump of like, I can't hold it any longer. She just needs to know. And I've got to tell her right now, or I'm going to lose it, which is about you not managing your own stuff or getting support. Oh my gosh! How many other ways? It's oh, there's the selfish the, way. Yeah, right. There's just they're basically all all the the failed disclosures are usually coming from a place of not managing your own stuff, not having adequate support, and you know most women that I talk to, if they know that this can be done in a way that would protect them, I I, I honestly can't think of very many situations where a woman wouldn't sign up for that and be like, oh yeah, I definitely would love to do this in a way that would protect me from being traumatized even further. Um, you know, <laughs> when you put so it that way, yeah, <laughs> but that's the truth. I mean, yeah, you're, totally. you're right on, you're right. right on. Um, Chris, yeah. what are the other bad ways? Um, what are the other bad ways you've heard? Um, the way that I did it was doing it three different times. Oh yeah. The multiple, multiple uh-huh. times. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Withholding, yep. right. Lying. Yep. The in public, that's probably one of the worst ones I heard. Waited till they were at dinner with like several other friends and decided to disclose unannounced in front of yeah. the other friends. So then like she couldn't get mad at him. Oh, by, right, by the right. way, I'm, I'm addicted to porn no, and yeah. having affairs. So, yeah. hey. Um, Check, please. Yeah. Keep past the brownies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I would definitely suggest not doing it on holidays and anniversaries and birthdays. Because right. for some reason... I right. hear it so many times that that guys will will disclose on those anniversaries and birthdays or whatever, and then it kind of puts a bad taste in their mouth for when those holidays come up or the anniversary comes up. Well, and, and building on what you were saying, Jason, as far as like the spotlighting, uh, it's it's like picking what you think is like the the information that she can handle the best, but but withholding the other stuff that you're certain she would divorce you over, and so a lot of people will will sort of figure out and engineer what they figure is like the, the, the perfect balance of like, um, you know, shock factor. Like I'm not, I'm going to hold that stuff back, but I, we can ease into this and she'll at least know I have a problem. And it just ends up becoming this kind of hodgepodge of, of information. And it usually brings up more questions and then she sniffs out that there's more there. And then it just starts down a really horrible road. So, um, the spotlighting and the manipulation, the managing, the maneuverability, all that stuff is is usually something I see a lot of as well. A lot of yeah. women are like, well, he's told me everything. And, and you know, and, and the truth is, is that he's told her, in most cases, he's told her what he feels like he can handle her reacting to. Oh, absolutely. That's well a really said. good way to put it. Well said. Um, out of the people who choose to disclose, like in the therapeutic setting, and you don't probably have like an exact stat on this. But how many of those couples, you know, or what's the likelihood that those couples that do the full disclosure in a therapeutic setting really get to a place of peace and healing? Well, Jennifer Snyder researched that in the 90s, actually. And it was, it was over 90% of them said that they were glad they did it. And w- within, you know, I think she, said, she found in her research, like within 18 months uh, post-disclosure, most of those, like the 90% said that they fully trusted their partner. 
I mean, can't can argue with that. The numbers, the numbers are just, I, I, and I tell this to couples, I'm like, look, you know, if you want to roll the dice on this, you're going to lose if you don't do it. Like you absolutely need to trust that like telling the truth is always the right option and doing mm-hmm. it in a, in a therapeutic way. So yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It, it well, that, that's mo- why I ended up having three different disclosures because I was like, oh, you know what? I can hold on to this one and not disclose this affair because I don't, nobody else knows about it. So I don't have to disclose it and I'll be fine. But then it comes mm-hmm. back up a year later and then it comes back up again. Cause I'm like, I still keep going down that road and I'm not doing the full disclosure. It wasn't right. until I did full disclosure that I finally started to heal my life. Well, right. Yeah. Because you have to keep medicating that, that incongruence. You have to keep medicating that shame of, if my wife really knew this about me, she wouldn't love me. Or this is not how I, this is, you know, I'm this person, but I'm that person. And so you have to keep numbing it. And the best way to numb it is the, all the, all the ways you've numbed it before. And so you just can't get out of the cycle if you don't put it all on the table, because you'll keep having that thorn that you have to keep medicating and numbing. And, or here's another scenario uh, that I see, which is a guy's holding on to one secret and they're both, they're healing. Well, I would say she's healing. He's still stuck in his addiction, but pretending that he's healing. And, and she believes it. And she, you know, he's, he's, you know, keeping the secretive. And then she's coming to him and saying things like, oh man, I'm so glad you've worked so hard in recovery. You've just done such an amazing <laughs> job. Right. Been and he's sitting that. there <laughs> and the right. shame he's feeling. Yeah. Oh, and then he's got to numb that. Right. It's just like, <laughs> oh right. man. So either way, it's going to come back. So just get it out. So you can look your wife in the eyes and look yourself in the mirror and be able yeah. to say, I got nothing to hide. I'm fully transparent. That feels so good. Yeah. That's true yeah, freedom. Totally. Yeah. Well, totally. I think, so, I think that's a good point because my wife, the other day we, we went and spoke in front of a client, a client that Steve had and on the way or the later that day, she sent me a text and she, it, I like start bawling when I'm at work because it's this text that she sends me and she's all, I just want you to know that when we were in that, I saw you look over at me and I could see the love that you had for me. And there's something about that is because it, I'm not hiding stuff. I'm not, I can look my wife in the eye and she, she can feel and know the love that I have for her without question. Right. Which you never could have supposed when you were manipulating her with secrets. Right. Yep. That's just so touching. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, it is love. It is giving your wife the truth is the, is, is sacrifice. It's love. It's, it's putting it all on the altar for her and man, That is terrifying, but it's, it is the way to go. Yep. So tell us, um, so there's a right way. There's hope, um, for, for all of us addicts who just kind of have stumbled around in the dark here. So tell us like, so if someone's listening right now and they're like, all right, I know I need to do disclosure, but I don't know where to start. How does that guy start? Well, recognizing that you need help with it is the start. And you're going to have to hold on to that realization the entire process um, because there there will be so many times you just think, oh my gosh, like this is so simple. Just tell the truth. I can do that, right? But, but the problem is, is that um, you've lied to yourself for so long that 
you can't even sit with your own truth, which is why you're having to like want to force a disclosure, right? Because you you just are so uncomfortable with it. And so for sure. So if, right. So so if you're gonna if you're gonna start a disclosure the proper way, you're gonna get out of your own way. You're gonna basically allow someone else to guide it for you and with you. And and that's gonna be somebody who is trained in facilitating a disclosure. That's that's gonna be a therapist. And there's yes, there's lots of good resources out there that can help you walk through it. And, you know, I guess that would be better than nothing, but there's something about having somebody ask you questions, reflect back, hold you accountable, uh, push you to, to really look at things and sit with things. Um, the, the, the good disclosures, the ones that really create healing in a relationship, which is really the goal. It's to, it's to reduce individual shame, create accountability, sobriety, and um, create long-term healing for him but it is absolutely the doorway to rebuilding trust in a long-term relationship, a damaged relationship. Um, and so if it's, if it's mismanaged or it's done selfishly or impulsively, it's going to send all the wrong signals to her. In fact, it'll feel to her a lot like the addiction feels, which is, it's just about him mismanaging his own pain. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I guess the, the plug I want to put in here, uh, I mean, I guess I'm a therapist now, so I can't say not as a therapist, but uh, so if you don't do anything with therapists and you're anti-therapy, that's fine. Just do disclosure with a therapist and then go back to being anti-therapy. Like if you did anything in therapy, make sure you do that with that third party because of all the stuff that you're saying, like it's connecting. So tell me the other scenario, which happens for a lot of men, is they get caught. So then how do they handle disclosure at that point? Because they get caught and it's like, hey, I just found all this stuff on your computer or I just found out you were having an affair or I just found out whatever. So to that guy who's in the like, I got caught scenario, it's kind of out, but it's not. But so he can't control that whole process as someone who chooses to come forward, right? The way you just described. So what advice would you give that, that guy? That's a great question because you're right. There's been a disclosure. He's at least had to acknowledge uh, the reality that something's now happened. And the thing is, is he was caught doing something. There was, he was caught, he was, one behavior has now been spotlighted. Right. And now he does have a choice. He can, he can choose to, and to me, it's seriously like it's, I'm not very black and white about a lot of things, but I'm very black and white about this process, which is, you're either going to put it all on the table or you're not um, because the relationship deserves full transparency, full visibility. So in that moment, if a guy gets caught, you know, or when he gets caught in this case, he does have a choice. He can, he can choose to let her do all the work, to ask all the questions, pull out all the information and think of all the things that, you know, need to come out or whatever. Or he can take this moment and say, you know what? I owe the truth to you and I'm going to do everything I can to put everything out there and that's my responsibility and then he's going to go to work and do that and get some help and structure a a solid disclosure and while you can't you know necessarily ever go back and redo getting caught and and coming out on your own which you know is something you have to overcome because it's different if you come forward first it really does make a difference um you can you can do a lot of repair by taking charge of your own story and leading the charge on that and not making her carry the burden of proof. 
mm-hmm. which a lot of guys, a lot of guys do. A lot of guys wait for their wife to ask the right questions, and that's just the wrong way to do it. Yeah. So how would how would a uh, somebody that's brand new? They maybe they're excuse me, maybe they're listening to what we're talking about right now, and they are worried that like they haven't been caught yet, and they finally are listening to this and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I got to disclose everything to her or they do get caught and how we were just saying a minute ago to not disclose everything all at once or like everything right there. How do they manage that part? Do they say, well, you know what, I have a lot more to tell you, but I think that we need to get some counseling and have some guidance on that part. What, what do you suggest that they do if they do get caught and instead of just like, puking everything up to them, what are they going to do? Yeah, the time between the get caught moment and when I can get into the therapist office. How do you right, which handle could, that? Which could be a week or two, right? Like it's it's a lot to totally. ask for a wife. Probably to, will be a week or been, two. Yeah. Oh, you know, easily. Yeah. And it's and it's a lot to ask for a wife to sit with that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's never, let's just put it this way. Um, most people will have some sort of a really crappy disclosure experience. It's just human nature. It's going to come, like people are going to talk. There's going to be pressure. Yes, in a perfect world, everybody would just button it up and have the self-regulation abilities to just sort of like wait until it's the proper time. I've never seen that happen. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we live in the real world where, you know, it's desperate, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, so w- what would I say to somebody who hasn't been through that yet, but is anticipating possibly going through that? Well, if you've not been caught yet and you're sitting on a bunch of secrets, then you schedule an appointment with a therapist stat. (laughs) Yeah. Like get in now and lay the groundwork for that. So then you you can get some guidance and support on how to initiate this process with your partner and be able to say to her, there's a lot of stuff I need to talk to you about. And we need, I want to prepare you to go through a disclosure with me because it's a scheduled trauma for her. If you're planning to do this, it's not... And so if you can if you can schedule it and slow it down and get her adequate support that's the most compassionate thing you can do for her. Yeah. Is is help give her enough of a buffer. Now, your other well, question and, about like and, well what do you do well, if, and on uh, that and on that I would just say if someone's thinking about coming forward it will help them with their resolve. So I'm a come oh, forward. Yeah. I chose to came forward, but uh-huh. like if I just sat on that and didn't tell anyone, like it would give me time to backtrack my resolve to come forward. But if you get in with that therapist and start the process, like your resolve, like uh, from one addict to another, your resolve to keep the idea that you are going to come forward will be stronger. Just sitting with yeah, the therapist absolutely. saying, hey, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't know what the stats would be on that, but it's got to be way higher. Because there's been so many of us that are like, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, and we just can't I'm find I'm waiting the for the right moment. So in that moment you have strength, reach out to that therapist, make that connection, because it will help you go. I, just think I love that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's absolutely right. Um, yeah, that's that's a, de- a deeper type of accountability that's going to you know protect you from you, right? That's really mm-hmm. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this other example, like where, where you're caught... And now there's this impromptu disclosure of like, you know, what's going on or, you know, what's happening or what don't I know? Well, honestly, like you don't have a lot of credibility to say, hey, let's slow this down and I'll tell you the rest later. Like in that moment, if you get caught, you need to be able to answer honestly about what's going on in that moment. Now, if she's like, is there more? This is where you could say, "Um, yeah, there's more. And I want to make sure that I don't like make things worse for you. 
And so can we please go see somebody? Cause I want to like, you know, I'm, I'm, I am not going to hide any of this. My commitment to you is that I, this is a huge wake up call for me and I'm a coward. I need to just own this and I'm going to go in and I'm going to work on this and, and, and work this through. Right. So if you're hearing me say that, you could say that again, it's unlikely that she's going to be okay with that. What she's going to probably do is like, no, you need to tell me the rest right now because, right, she's probably not heard anything about disclosure, doesn't understand what she's asking. But mm -hmm. the truth is, is that um, if she's asking questions and she needs to know, you err on the side of honesty, you err on the side of openness, and you just tell her the truth about what's happening. Because she may be asking questions that involve her own safety. She may need to know right away, have you slept with somebody else? Am I at risk for disease? Do I need to go take care of myself? Right. So you answer her questions. And then the therapist then can work with you to, to go through and, and structure a, a formal disclosure, which will, might be a review of everything you've already told her, but it will also be done in a way that's not reactive. It's not shame-based. It's not full of excuses and blame and minimizing. It'll be a lot cleaner disclosure and it'll give her a chance to probably actually hear it um, instead of just being in total trauma all the time. So- mm -hmm. That would be what I would say, you know, absolutely try and get into a therapist as quickly as possible, but err on the side of honesty. You got to, she, you owe that to her. If you've been caught, you got to just own that. Yeah. See, the third yeah. time that I came out with everything, it was like right before I disclosed everything to my wife, she actually made me feel safe to where I could, and we were already through counseling. We'd gone through Lifestar. And finally I, just, I was like, she was like, Hey, I know you have more information. I know you I know you have more stuff that you're not telling me. If there's more to tell me, just tell me that, and you're not ready, then just tell me that you're not ready, but you have more information. I'm like, "All right, well, I've been drinking." And she goes, "No, there's more than that." And I'm like, "All right. Well, yeah, I'll I there is more. I'm not, I'm not ready to tell you yet, but I'll tell you in our appointment our appointment when we meet on Tuesday." This was on a Friday. So we mm -hmm. already had that counseling and, to, and knowledge to know I need help to be able to yeah. make this full disclosure because well, I'm ready to disclose everything. Autumn had had the counseling right. to go, you know, okay. So. Right. And that's only going to probably work for somebody who's either already done a disclosure of some kind or you're in counseling and, and you understand the process a little better. For a first time exposure, first time like that, it's not going to happen like that. No. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I don't recommend yeah. doing it the three times that I did it. Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> please, oh, please, please, please listen to this podcast and do a better job than we did with our disclosures. That's our biggest hope for you out there. Um, so the one question I had, because because this happened, this came up with Kayla and I a lot, and we ran here, is like, at what point in time do you not answer the certain questions? So, you know, Kayla would ask me, you know, well, how many different times did you do prostitution? Like, I'm like, okay, that's obviously a question I need to answer. But yeah. then she would ask me, well, what did you guys talk about, like, during the experience? And in my mind, I'm like, pretty sure that's not, that's in that toxic, like, you can't unhear that. I should never give you an answer to that. And so how would you, like, generally guideline between, because I do know sometimes with women, like, because they just want to, they want to hear it all and they want to see it all. Like, they ask all the questions, they right? They want details. They want the details. And and so tell me, like, should they, should they just get all the details? Like, top to bottom, any question they ask, you answer? Or are there certain details that it's like, hey, have that therapist, I mean, like, that's probably a question, spouse, wife, that you actually don't ever want an answer to. Right, right. What would no, you say that's a great on that? question. 
So we'll do kind of good, better, best. How's that? So um, deal, right? So so good would be, um, you know what? Um, just just answer everything. Err on the side of like, just totally, just brutal honesty. Right. Just put it out there, unfiltered, unedited, unplugged. Just give it everything. Right. That'd be that'd be like. I mean, to me, that would be like better than nothing, right? The -hmm. next level up would be, you know, you just slowing it down and saying, let me think about this and, you know, let me kind of just, and so you you can be a little more strategic about it, maybe try and answer things in a certain way, whatever. Again, that's going to leave out some stuff and you might be deciding kind of what she needs to hear or whatever. AKA manipulating is what I hear you say. Right, right. So don't recommend that. So maybe not good, better, best, maybe like horrible like not like less horrible, right? And then like ideal. Ideal would be. <laughs> I'm not you're very just, good you're at. Just dro- you're just dropping the truth, right? I mean, that's that's unashamed. It's, we're just raw, and you say it the way it is. So you just you just sit. Yeah. You hang out with us as much as you want. As as I was saying, good, better, best. I thought uh, I need to I need to switch gears on that. So here's the 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 ideal way would be for you to say, um, you know what. I'm committed to telling you anything that would help you heal. And if that is, is that is, if that is every single detail, I'm all in, but I know enough now to know that we have got to get help with this because I can't trust my own thinking on this and you're in trauma and I, I, I cannot, I cannot hurt you worse. Like we, you know, you do not deserve that. And so this is why you've got to get help. This is why she's got to have help yeah. because what she needs help with and like you said, Steve, this is this is where if you if you hate counselors and don't ever want to pay for a counselor, that's fine. But you've got to outsource this if not if not for just your wife's sake, because yeah. she needs someone to sit down with her and be able to say, "Why do you want to know what they talked about? Why do you care about the color of her hair? What is that about for you? What's that? Because that might be tied to some other trauma for her or some other belief about herself or some other right. thing." And the thing is, she deserves to understand where the trauma is embedded in these questions for her. And if you're just trying to say, well, I'm just going to do it all in the name of honesty and just tell her everything, or you're going to manipulate the results and try and, you know, these other examples I gave that are not good ideas, then you're essentially either going to keep her stuck in her trauma or she'll get re-traumatized every time she thinks about whatever you disclosed you just don't want to put her through that because you're right. Some things can't be unheard and they have nothing to do with her healing. They, they really don't. And they're yeah. not going to make a difference. And so I can't tell you, I, I mean, there's impossible for any therapist or any, anybody trying to navigate this, you know, sort of categorically what things to talk about, what things not to yeah. talk oh, about. Yeah. No, it'd be the IRS code, right? It'd be like, well, depend- right, you know, I'll give you a quick Wednesday, example, but yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a quick example from a, from a, a case um, years ago where where um, she had asked she had asked very specifically like how big how big was her butt and i'm sitting there going like she was meeting with me individually going through her questions and she said how big was her butt and i'm just like i don't like man that just seems like way too much detail like that like who cares right so i asked her i said i said this question seems important to you tell me more about it and she says well you know, he's always said that he loves my shape. And she goes, and I'm, I feel like I'm a really big woman. I'm overweight. I don't like my body. 
And so he's always been so complimentary of it. So I just, for me, it's so important to know, like, has he been telling me the truth about my body and how he sees me? Because if he if he's hooking up with a tiny little woman that looks nothing like me, then that's going to be important for me to know that he's not only like cheated on me, he's been lying to me. Yeah. And I, I need to know that for my own healing. And so, you know, like... Uh, like that judge in the Simpsons, right? I'll allow it, right? We just <laughs> and so I let it go. And in the disclosure, sure enough, he was like, you know, he was able to describe it. And basically this this woman was was a lot like his wife, which for her was a huge relief in a in a weird way, right? Like yeah. I, I would have thought like uh, But who it cares makes about sense that? when you share that. Right. But it makes right? sense when you share that. So that's why that's why without professional help, without somebody to sit down and help you split apart why do you need to know that information? How will that help you? Because for another woman, that question would not help her at all. It would, in fact, make her more body conscious and, right. and actually, you know, make her probably more traumatized and insecure and could trigger all kinds of other problems. And so, this is how delicate it is. This is how specific it is and how customized it has to be. Otherwise, it's going to be, um, it's, it's just going to be all over the place and you just don't want that. Yeah. Well, and I, I had experiences with Kayla early on where she would ask me a question and I'd be like, I'm pretty sure that's not a question I should answer, like based on how like lifestyle outline disclosure. But if you go and have your appointment with Dorothy and she says, oh, he should answer that. Come back to me and I will answer that question. And nine out of 10 of them never came back up because it was it was this trauma response of something yes. unhealthy, something toxic. So when she had time to not be in the moment, right, then triggered and just kind of sat back and sat with it. And then she did have a couple that came back that she was like, no, Dorothy says, you owe me an answer, answer the freaking question. And, and right. then, I, then I could then knowing like, okay, whatever comes with this isn't just me trying to manipulate it or just vomit on her, you know, Right, this way, is why so. the guy, right, exactly. This is why the guy can't be the one telling her what he will and won't answer. He doesn't have any credibility to do that. And he's and only right, And rightfully so he doesn't. I don't. Right. He's yeah. protecting his own. He's only he's protecting his own interest, his own self interest, his own pain. But she needs to be able to ask these questions. She needs to be able to say the words and hear herself say them to a therapist, and then have a chance to have the therapist unpack what this is really about for her. She needs to have that experience. It just doesn't need to be an, an unfiltered question and answer with him because that'll obviously, like we've been talking about, that'll just hurt her more. But she needs, she's got questions. They're coming up for a reason. They're all good questions. They may not be good questions for the disclosure, but they're good questions mm -hmm. for her and her healing. Totally. totally. And that's what's good about having therapists on both sides where, where if yes. my wife was going to therapy and I'm going to therapy, we can um, both do what you were just saying, Steve, is just going to the therapist and saying, hey, you know what? She's asking for this question. Um, is this okay for me to disclose that? Uh, like my wife would ask about positions or I've heard of people talking about like, what are the websites that you go to? What, you know, right. give me all those websites and what are you looking at? You know? And so exactly. when mm -hmm. Autumn would ask me those questions, I'd be like, you know what? Those are details that I'm not sure are going to be better for you or good for you. Let me talk to Todd and then I'll let you know. And she's like, right. okay. Cause she would trust Todd's decision on that, on that part because then she would know, okay, he, he knows this is going to be good for me or bad for me. 
Right. And, and where, and wherever you go, like you can still, I just want to disclaimer again, like you don't have to be like, we both go see a therapist individually for a year every week. And then we can do some disclosure. I mean, you could make that initial appointment and say, Hey, you need a therapist too. have a couple sessions, prep it, do it, have a couple sessions after. And if you don't want to keep doing therapy for your recovery and other things, that's fine. So like, I, I just want to be like, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like you either sign up for all therapy things and do tons of therapy. I mean, obviously I'm very pro therapy, but you know what I mean? And so I just don't want people to get that idea as you're, as you know, you're talking, Chris, like you can still get the support for this specific and work through this specific thing with the help of therapists without like having to go to 40 hours of therapy a week for the next hundred years of your life. Right. Right. I mean, for, for a lot of people that are in a therapy process, disclosure will be, you know, an event you know, as part of their treatment, but you're right. It can be a standalone thing. If you're just, you know, even though we don't recommend that, but, but if you're going to choose between that or doing it on your own, please hire someone to help you. Totally. So Jeff, what else have we not hit on with disclosure? So let me say something else about real quick. I just had this thought Mm -hmm. about the, the therapy thing. Some people may live in an area where they don't have access to a therapist who's trained in facilitating disclosures. That's, that's really common actually. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of people that, that contact me from all over the world that will say, you know, what do I do? And I'll, I'll usually recommend that they, you know, get some of the disclosure workbooks or literature. There's several out there that are good. And um, now go listen know, to the podcast uh, by Unashamed and Unafraid that we talk about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so you, I've had people take those materials and give them to their therapist. Mm-hmm. And and just say, can you help guide me through this? And they'll kind of structure it. In fact, uh, one of my colleagues in California, Mari Lee, um, she's she's fabulous. She's written a whole packet that is for therapists, and it gives them all the forms and the instructions. It's like a it's like a step by step process of how to facilitate a disclosure for no for somebody who's never done it before. And she sells that on her website and a therapist or a client could buy that and hand it to their therapist and say, could you please walk me through this? And that therapist then will be, you know, at least have some, some basic training on how to do this and can be more helpful to other couples. So we need more therapists out there who know how to do this and value it. And so sometimes you may be that person that, that uh, approaches them and says, you know, I trust you and you're helping us, but can you help us with this specifically? So... Jeff, I'm coming. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm adding another therapist to the fold. Um, so we had one of the questions that we had submitted anonymously was, uh, what do we do or when do I disclose to my spouse? And so we answered that. We're like, right now. He's like, well, do I wait until I get like a month of sobriety or do I wait until I get uh, six months of sobriety? And so we answered that and we're like, you know what? Do it now. You're already getting that courage to even ask that question. So, what what are your uh, what's your perspective on that? Absolutely, yeah. I, I, every day that you keep a secret is another day that you're manipulating your partner. And you mm-hmm. know if well it, it, and if they know that you've known, um, again, it's like the it's like the old saying, right? It's not the crime; it's the cover up. And so, if you if you're covering it up, if you're hiding and manipulating them in this reality, every day that you wait to do that to reveal it to them is going to just cause them that much more pain in the timeline. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, I agree with you guys. You should open up and disclose that you have a problem and then immediately go get help and get some structure around it. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, absolutely. And like you said earlier, Steve, like, 
um, when you make that commitment and you put it out there, um, it does build in some instant accountability that will commit you to a process um, that you'll have to back out of, you know, in, in order to, to not do it. Whereas if it's just in your head, you can back out of it with no commitment, right? Because you're just in your head. So Talking I agree. yourself out of it. Absolutely. Which happens, you know, for, for a lot of guys, guys that are in addiction, that happens like almost every day in some form. And so, um, yeah, I would, I would agree. And then it's going to get messy while you're waiting for counseling and all that stuff, but we address that and it's, it's still worth it to, to put it out there and send a signal to your partner. Um, I'm going to be the one that, um, brings you the truth. You're not going to be the one that has to come find it and dig it out of me. That, that sends a really strong signal that can, strangely enough, uh, be reassuring um, long-term. In the moment, it's traumatic, and I don't want to minimize that at all. But, but long-term, it, it's, it builds a precedent that says, oh, this, this person did bring it to me. That does matter, I guess. Okay. You know, it's, it actually counts. It matters. Yeah. No. You know, I, I mentioned a minute ago that we should wait, like, if it's around a holiday or anniversary, I was like, you know, don't do it on those days. But if you're feeling it and you have that courage at that point, just do it because you will talk yourself out of it. And then it'll be two months down the road that you're still trying to think of a good time for you to disclose it when it's never caught, a good time. It's never going to be easy. Get, yeah. Just do it and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason that a lot of guys will uh, feel more pressure to do it on an anniversary or a holidays because their shame is higher, right? Because it's like they they feel like a <laughs> bigger it. fake, a bigger performance, right? Like I have to, my wife's looking at me going, I'm so glad I married you 10 years ago. I'm the luckiest woman in the world. And you're just sitting there with this total secret and this contrast inside going, I've got to tell her now's my moment, right? And you know, it's, it's like you said, guys, it's, it's just that thing of like, okay, now or never. And I, there's never a good day to disclose a secret ever. Yeah. Never. So yeah, it's, it, it it's, you know, and a lot of guys are like, well, I don't want to disclose it on, on her birthday or on our anniversary. Cause then she'll always remember that's D day or whatever. Um, I'm just going to say the longer you, you know, cause then on the flip side, she could also be like, he knew about this on our anniversary. He didn't tell me, right? We made yeah. love. And, yeah. and like, I, I was like, so, so into him and we were so connected and he was like lying to me that whole time. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every day that you don't tell her, she'll remember that you manipulated her. So just own it when you, when yeah. you need to tell her, tell her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no, I think this no, is the that. conversation we have. Well, today I'm not going to do it because it's her, it's her birthday. Well, tomorrow or today is the day after her birthday. So I don't want to, <laughs> it's too close. Well, it's still within the same week. So, uh, you know what? I don't want to ruin this whole month. The denial so, bells. Going you know, it just keeps her. going on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And let me look at the calendar and pick some random holiday in Canada that I don't even understand. Cause I can't do it that day. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> Right. Like you're just, there's so many crazy reasons why people talk themselves out of it. It's like, nope, just do it. Just open up. Yep. Well, and the other one, I've had a friend recently that, um, you know, we, we sat, sat together and, um, the, with several men with him and he's on the fence of whether or not to come forward or not. And it was interesting. I didn't think of it. Several of the men who were with us, um, were like, yeah, we couldn't come forward either, and we got caught 
we would tell you to not get caught and choose to come forward. Like that will help you. But you know, if you end up being like us and have to get caught, oh well, I guess the way that's the way that it is. So uh, first off, men who get caught still totally recover. Chris is sitting right here. North yep. of a decade of sobriety, totally got caught, multiple disclosures. So if you got caught, it doesn't mean you can't recover. Um, right. But also, you know, you're for so many men, like you are going to get caught. It is going to come out. And to be honest, that was one of the main reasons I did come forward, not because I had this giant faith or it's just a matter of time. Wife. I just knew like God gave me that knowledge. Like, Steve, it is a matter of time. So either you can step forward and own it the way Jeff is saying or it's going to come out. And so, I mean, I'd, I'd put that in here to anyone listening, like that might be a week from now, that might be 10 years from now, but you will get caught. And like you said, Jeff, every day you spent manipulating your spouse is only making it worse. Oh yeah, I, I love that. And I, I'm i telling you, like, yes, you're right. I mean, Chris has whatever, like 10 years you said, I mean, that's that's remarkable. You've worked hard, you're in a way better place and it started out so messy. And, and so, yes, people can heal and things can get better regardless of how it starts out. Absolutely. I've seen people come back from stuff. I was like, I don't know if they'll make it and they make it and it's great. People are resilient and they heal. But if you're sitting here with a choice, if you're sitting here with an opportunity to either keep hurting your wife or to, to give her the gift of the truth, to give her the gift of reality, to give her her reality back. That's the most compassionate thing you can do. That's the biggest, kindest, most unselfish thing you could do is to just give her the truth because all she wants is the truth. Most of the women that I talk to, in, in fact, all the women, honestly, they're, they're just like, I understand that people make mistakes and it hurts and it's awful, but the line about it is a whole nother level of cruelty mm -hmm. on top of it. That part feels sure. intentional. That part feels manipulative. That's the abusive part. And I agree I, that because a lot of guys are like, well, I can't promise my wife I'll never make mistakes again. I'm all, but you can promise you you won't lie about them. Right. Mm -hmm. You can promise yeah. her that. Yep. No, love that. Well, well said. that's what my wife always says. She goes, I can handle the worst truth over the smallest lie. Yep. Well, I like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what else do what else have we not covered, Jeff? We wanted we wanted borrowed your awesomeness and do some bonus content and ask you some random questions. But prior to that, is there anything anything else we've left unsaid about disclosure that you want to put out there? You know, um, the, the, there's so much I could say about this, but but the the thing that comes to mind right now is that in terms of setting up a formal disclosure. What you're essentially doing is we've talked a lot about the partner and what it's like for your wife and doing the compassionate thing for her, but it's also incredible practice for you in your long-term healing of being able to face your story and reduce your shame. So many guys just want to get this over with. So many guys just want to say it once, be done, never open it back up, but they essentially are running from what I think is just a boogeyman, right? They're running from this thing that's not even real, which is this belief that they can't embrace and own their story. I mean, your whole podcast is proof of, of how healing this is to be able to just tell your story. And you guys tell your stories over and over and over again. You guys haven't packed it away and tucked it away. And you've done that because you guys have gone through disclosure and you've been able to sit with the truth of what you did 
to yourselves, to your wives, to the, to your loved ones, and you've told it over and over again. And what it's done is it's built strength, it's built resilience, it's built um, accountability. It's helped you reduce this belief system that you're broken and flawed and defective and no one could love you. There's so much work in disclosure about healing yourself, even though we focus so much on the partner and how to do it right for her and how to protect the marriage and rebuild all that stuff. This is really primarily whether you're ever going to stay married to your partner or whether you're a single guy or a teenager or wherever you are in your, your journey, you need disclosure for you. Your shame won't die without disclosure. I promise you. Mm. Cannot say it better than that, Jeff. And so the only thing we can say is like Nike, just do it. Just do it. Well, we appreciate your time, the epic wisdom that you have shared with us. And, um, well, you're just a freaking wealth of knowledge. I mean, we already knew this, but yeah, it's been awesome. It's awesome. I've loved it guys. You're so great to talk with. Thanks so much for having me on. 